the volume. Oral Sessions is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there's a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. Hey guys, welcome to a brand new episode of Oral Sessions with me, Renee Paquette. Uh, This week, I got to sit down with another chick, another pregnant chick. Something is in the water, let me tell you, especially with Brandy and I. Oh, by the way, the guest is uh, the chief brand officer, my fellow pregnant pal, Brandy Rhodes. Uh, So we get into this whole conversation, but Brandy and I... uh, we're sort of getting that like pregnancy itch really around the same time. It's very funny to me that we're both pregnant. We're both a month apart, almost exactly in our pregnancies. Um, so yes, plenty of pregnancy talk here. Um, where she's gone from being a Detroit Brandy, Miami Brandy, Atlanta Brandy, her position as chief brand officer, what exactly that means, what her day-to-day looks like. Maybe people's preconceived notion of who Brandy Rhodes is. We dissect it all in this interview. And this was actually, it was like a really fun chat of just some gals hanging out, bringing a little estrogen into the podcast space. My friends, this is what we needed. We didn't sync up our periods. We synced up our pregnancies. That's next level shit. Let me tell you. It was just, yeah, two gals hanging out. I love when people come on the show and they just want to shoot the shit and hang out. And that's exactly what this was. So I hope that you guys enjoy this episode. Give it a listen, turn it up, zone out, give us your full attention. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, Chief Brand Officer of All Elite Wrestling, Mrs. Brandy Rhodes. All right, guys, welcome to Oral Sessions. Joining me today, the lovely, the talented, the Chief Brand Officer of All Elite Wrestling, Brandy Rhodes. What up, girl? Hey, what's going on, Renee? I'm surprised you didn't bill me as also the pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I figure that's just going to take up so much of our conversation. (laughs) Um, I really wanted to, when I was going to do um, backstage a couple of weeks ago or whatever, I wanted to be just billed as knocked up Renee, which is what Paige had deemed me on as social media. Uh, But I did not get that, unfortunately. How are you feeling today? What's the status? Well, today is okay. You know, I'm sure you've figured this out, but everything has to go a certain way. Otherwise the day can go very bad. So I'm on my, my third try to get rid of the nausea medication, which is the scopolamine patch, which goes behind your ear. Okay. So you have to replace it every three days. And this morning was like, that's it. Have to get another one in, but you have to cut it out of the package. And I didn't have scissors. So I had to to wait till I got to the building. But now I think, you know, everything's flowing and I'm, I'm feeling okay. When you first put it on, is that when it's like at its strongest and you're like, okay, that's the like kick that I needed? Yeah. The best day is the first day. Cause I think it just gets into your bloodstream really quickly. I think that's why they put it well, they want you to put it there or whatever. And, um, I usually feel the best day one day two is okay. And then like the evening of day two, I'm starting to feel a little nauseous. So then it's like, okay, first thing in the morning, day three, but today I was not prepared but I made it. This nausea has been like rocking your world. It ain't been a picnic. It's not been a cakewalk. Uh, (laughs) I've I've had, I would say I've had a um, fairly rough pregnancy and I'm 
kind of high risk because I'm um, of an age, a certain age. <laughs> and we hit that geriatric uh, pregnancy window. <laughs> yeah. What a fucking horrible thing to call it. At this point, they should rename it because so many people are having kids later. Could they please come up with a new name for it? So I'm interviewing nannies right now. And this lady that I interviewed, I asked her, you know, what was your last situation? And she said that the mom was 50 and had had her first baby. So I was like, was it (laughs) J-Lo? Who was this woman? I don't know. Some Atlanta socialite, I guess. I don't know. She had her baby at 50. Oh my God. Was it like, it must obviously was like through a surrogate, I would imagine, right? No, I think she delivered the baby. Wow. I'm not going to be having any babies at 50. I can tell you that right now. No. (laughs) And here's the way I look at it too, is like, I'm 35. I waited until I was 35 to be like, okay, I'm ready to do this. So like I made my own bed. It is what it is. But in my head, I'm like, I guess I better like hurry up and just crank out some babies especially like having the first, and I was talking to John about this. I was like, yeah, I mean, I guess like eventually let's hurry up and have like the second one. He's like the second one. What? Like it like totally freaks me. He's like, how many kids do you plan on us having? I was like, probably two. I would love three, but let's not get too greedy here. Maybe that maybe the second round will be like twins or something. I don't know. Be careful what you wish for. Cause I just had a friend and I'm not going to say who, because I don't know how she wants to handle everything, but call me bawling this morning. I thought she was going to tell me she had cancer. She told me she's pregnant with twins. (laughs) I was like, Oh my gosh, she scared the shit out of me. I was like hoping to be pregnant with twins. So, um, this was years ago. I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the show or not, but, um, years ago on an old podcast I was doing, went and did this Reiki reading thing where she was like reading our energy. It was just me uh, reading my energy, like giving me like my fortune told all that. And she's like, Oh, you're first of all, John's going to leave what he's doing, which was when he was at WWE. This was- I thought you were saying he was going to leave you. I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> I'd be like, bitch, what? Hell no. <laughs> um, no, said he was going to leave WWE. And this was two years prior to him leaving. So I was like, there's no way. What? She's like, I also see you guys having two twin boys. So so when it was one solitary girl, John was like, okay, time to rejig the game plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't, I can't imagine doing another one of these. I, I've always said, if I talk about it at all, which I don't, which is why I guess this was a surprise for a lot of like my friends and family. It's just not a subject that I go into ever. Of just having babies? Yeah. Yeah. So my, my family was very, very surprised. Um, Cody's family was very, very surprised. I think everybody just assumed I wasn't interested because I have, I don't talk about it. Um, it's just you know, kind of a private thought system that I've had, which I've had a lot of really weird thoughts about it too. <laughs> um, but in my mind, I've always been like, just one, that's it. So this is the blessing I think. And, and let's, let's just roll on from here. But yeah, no, it's, it's not been easy. The next time you're watching basketball, I've got the perfect way for you to get in on the action for free. I'm talking about NBA in play. It's absolutely free to play on the FanDuel app and features all the fun of live betting. NBA in play turns every quarter of every game into a free contest where you can win real cash prizes. So while you're watching the game, all you have to do is predict the outcome of plays and game props before they happen to claim your share of the prize pool. Best of all, a new contest starts every quarter of every game, giving you even more ways to win. FanDuel is the exclusive home for NBA in play, so the action's always available right at your fingertips on the FanDuel app. The app is so easy to use and it takes less than two minutes to sign up. 
And it doesn't matter where you live or where you're traveling to because NBA InPlay is available in every state. Don't miss your shot. Get in the game and download the FanDuel app to start playing NBA InPlay today. I don't even know if I told you this, but um, one of the reasons I, this isn't easy is because um, I have PCOS. So that's that polycystic ovarian syndrome. Um, it's serious. <laughs> it's not, it's not an easy, women just have a lot of trouble, I guess, getting pregnant if they have it. So it's kind of nuts to me that I did because I, I found out that I had it right before I got pregnant. So once I found that out, I was like, oh, well, this is probably not going to happen. Are there symptoms that come with that? Like you, if you found out right before you got pregnant, yeah. What are the symptoms that come with that? Um, so you just get a lot of ovarian cysts and, um, you know, I, I have them all the time. I just didn't really know about it, but, um, you know, a lot of painful, um, periods and things like that. And we never really went in and looked at any of that because everything's always, you know, been pretty good. But then when they went in and did an ultrasound, I had a cyst that was actually bigger than, um, my ovary, but so far we're, we're okay. (laughs) But yeah. So I need to do a little rewind here and take people back to, I guess, early, I guess late, it would have been late August when I was out in Jacksonville and you came over, it was like me, you and Britt Baker. And we hung out and had some wine, a little charcuterie. And that's when I was telling you guys that I was like, yeah, like I want to start and have it. Like, I want to have some kids. So we were having this whole conversation and I was about to start doing IVF. Because our doctors told us that we had to do IVF. I went and did all these tests, did all these things. I'm giving you the whole rundown of what I had just gone through of like these like dye tests that they do inside your ovaries and like just a million different exams of being poked and prodded, whatever. Again, totally fine. I waited till I was 35. So if it gets to the point that you have to do IVF, then so be it. Fine. But you and I are talking about it, about in the, you had told me about it. It's POS? PCOS. PCOS. Yeah. You had told me about that and Britt didn't, uh, Britt hasn't got pregnant yet. So we'll see if it was something in the water that night. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) She texted me. She was like, listen, I know you guys both got knocked up. I'm not looking for that right now. Oh my gosh. It's just so crazy to think of that night. And then within weeks after that, I got pregnant without ever doing the IVF, but I had the medication with me in Jacksonville because we were just about to start doing it. And then lo and behold, got pregnant. And then the same for you, just naturally got pregnant and we're a month apart in our pregnancies. So bizarre. But you know what you, I think you had said on that trip too, that you randomly got car sick. Yes. And that's something <laughs> that you don't have. That's not a problem. And when you said that, I was like, Hmm. I know. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm not going to say anything, but <laughs> I had been like hoping and wishing for that to happen every single month. I mean, for almost a year, I'd been like, oh, do I feel a little sick? Something happening? Like I would look for these symptoms, hoping that that's what it was. And John and I were out and I puked in the car in a Starbucks venti cup. And I tweeted about it. And we're like Macaulay Culkin tweeting me being like, congratulations on the baby. And that wasn't me being pregnant though. Like I got my period right after that. So I got, I got pregnant like the weeks after that. So that actually wasn't me being pregnant. I don't know. The whole thing's very weird. It's like my body was like fully preparing for it. It's so crazy. It's so weird how things just like work out like that. It really is. It really is. And now we're just in it. <laughs> in it to win it. It's in it. <laughs> Have you felt different during your pregnancy in the sense of like not feeling as cute or like as sexy? Is that something that's like messing with you? Or do you still feel, or do you feel like more of those things? Cause some women like really turn it on when they're pregnant. So 
I will say I'm not that into my pregnant self, but Cody seems to really like the the bump. Like he's really into it. He kisses it all the time. He's always rubbing and touching it. So he likes that. But just for myself, because I would like to go on a, a baby moon at some point. Yes. I just was like, I'm going to put one of my bathing suits on and see what, see what it looks like. And put it on. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely just ridiculous. Like, it's just one of those beach bunnies. Didn't you post a picture of that the other day that was like from behind and you like still look great? Yeah, no, but that, that, that was a purely a bathing suit choice that I made for that. Got it. You know, eat clean bro. Cause that's, that's what I use. And, um, that was different than what I put it. Like I put on a beach bunny bikini. Those are like real skimpy and like real sexy. Oh yeah. Like right up the ass. Those are like, (laughs) but then Cody was like, Oh, I love it. It It's great. And I was like, stop enough. I feel like John was kind of like that. Like he's still like that, but especially like earlier on the pregnancy, just being like, Oh girl, you looking a little thick. I think he was like (laughs) into it. I'm like, listen, let me figure out my body. I don't know what's happening here. It's a lot. It's a lot. It is crazy. So wait, one of the medications you're on, you said you've been through three, one of them like fucked up your vision, right? Yeah. The one I'm on right now. Oh my God. Wait, can you like (laughs) see right now? Yeah, I can see, but it's not clear. Like I was holding the puppy the other day, like in my face and he was blurry and it was so strange. I was just like, oh, this is sad. But, (laughs) um, so yeah, the the scopolamine scopolamine patches, they, they can mess up your vision and give you really bad headaches, which it's doing both, you know, intermittently right now. But it's that, or I'm extremely nauseous and not getting things done. God, the lesser of the evils. That's so brutal. I hope that it clears up for you. I was talking to my cousin. I was, I saw her the other week. She was sick every day through a pregnancy, through three pregnancies. Like I feel so bad for you guys. I, I, I my next one's going to like ruin me. I assure you. This has all been way too easy for me. So I, I know the next one's going to like have me on my knees. It's going to be terrible. Maybe not. Maybe you'll just cruise on through. You never know. Maybe. But yeah, I, I, I always had it in my mind. Like it, this isn't going to be easy. There's, there's no way it's going to be easy. And then unfortunately I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you, how are you juggling it all between finding out you're pregnant? Uh, you've, you had been on TV up until the announcement of your pregnancy, um, cause you guys announced it now. Are you, you've not been featured on TV since, right? No, no, I, I don't really plan to either. Um, I don't know. I just, it's a wrestling show. So who wants to see a pregnant lady? Like, I mean, cause I mean, there's been times, oh, I mean, I think well, there's been times people have asked, Hey, do you want to be on commentary for this? Or, you know, do you, do you want to be a part of this? And I'm thinking like, I wouldn't want to see me on commentary cause I'm not going to do anything. You, you know, I'm not going to do anything like, you know, somebody could get in my face and what, there's nothing I can do about it. So that's kind of anticlimactic, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I say no sometimes. And then I get, you know, shoehorned into doing something, but I'm trying to stay out of it. I, I have a friend that just reached out to me wanting to do Valentine pictures and I really just don't want to do it. <laughs> like I'm just not interested. <laughs> like it, it, it seems like it would be funny, but you know, I don't know. I don't feel like it. <laughs> Are you going to do one of the, like a big, like pregnancy photo shoot? So I've had a a few photographer friends ask about it that are really, really great. And I really trust them. So I think I probably will. One day I want to do something and the next day I don't. (laughs) And then whenever I decide I don't, like I'm really, I double down on it pretty hard. So, (laughs) so it's one of those things that hopefully, you know, whatever the right thing is I end up doing, but yeah, I've had a lot of people asking, what do you, what about you? You think you're going to do one? 
Yeah, I think I am going to do one. John's like, well, I'm not in it because if I'm like in the picture holding the baby, he's like, that's going to be weird. He's like, you can do whatever you want. I'm like, well, I'm doing one for sure because I'm like fascinated by what my body's doing right now. Like, I think it's it's crazy and it, it is truly something to be celebrated. That's just like you're making a human your body goes through this huge transformation. I do want to have photos of it. I'm not sure, like, I'm not sure what they'll be like. I'm like, am I just going to strip it all down and be like, Hey, <laughs> here it is. Or like, am I going to be in a field wearing a dress? I don't know. I've not decided, but I will do something. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I, I think it's definitely something that if I didn't do it, at least for myself, I'd, I'd regret it later. Cause telling y'all, I don't think, I don't think we're doing this again. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah. So you have, you've got to do it all. You have to do everything. And okay. So I know a big thing for kind of both of us through this podcast is making sure that you don't drop the gender of the baby. Yes. Because <laughs> I'm so yeah, so it's like a big secret. Um, you guys are doing a gender reveal though, right? Yes. Well, see, here we go though. I get mad sometimes and I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but, um, Oh, I was, I was in tears the day before the day that I was doing mine. I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. Forget it. You don't deserve this cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I got, I actually got mad yesterday and I don't really know why about saying it over and over again. Like I'm tired of people keep going, is it still this? Are we still doing this? Are we still doing this? And I'm like, I, I don't really have a lot of choices. Okay. Like, first of all, it's COVID. Second of all, we already said this, you know, twice already. And, and that's what, what the plan was. So if it needs to change, like it needs to change now. And my, my A plan got nose turned up at it, Cody. So I don't know. I'm on my B plan, which I, is not my favorite plan, but it's what I committed to. <laughs> I guess that's why I'm getting, getting mad about it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like pressured during all of this to to really document everything and share it with everyone. I mean, the sense of like, whether it's going on AEW or whether it's a social media thing or however you plan on documenting all this stuff, is there like, do you feel the pressure of that? No, not really. Part of me looks at certain things. Like I'm, I'm really happy with how we decided to let everyone know because we really hadn't let anyone know other than our immediate family. So, I mean, I'm, I watched that video, you know, standing behind the curtain with Arn Anderson. I told him, Hey, Arn, watch this video just so you know, because we're about to go out the curtain. And then he watched the video and he was like, is that real? <laughs> I was like, yes, it's real. And he was so happy and excited. So that was fun to be able to kind of like share that news with everybody. I feel like I've done my job there. <laughs> like, I feel like I don't have to share anything else if I don't want to. So yeah, I don't know. I, I'm kind of bratty in this whole pregnancy phase. I'm very just defiant and I don't want to do that. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Even like for us leading up to it, I was actually glad that John ended up announcing it on Dynamite the way that he digs. I was like, you know what? If you're going to say it, perfect. It takes the pressure off me. I don't really like, cause I probably would have put more thought into it where he said it like mid promo <laughs> throwaway line whatever. And people were like, wait, what? But it was actually perfect. Cause it was just like, it was thrown out there. It was kind of not a big deal, but then became a big deal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like just for every little thing. I mean, even doing like a gender reveal, I just like posted the picture of the cake and John's so weird about that stuff too. He hates stuff being shared 
with the public, let alone the fact that he's the guy that did tell everyone. But his new thing lately is dropping some heavy ones in, in promos. I, I can't wait for the next one. The one, the, the recent <laughs> right? one. What's with him? The recent one was pretty awesome. I was not expect. I just, my mouth dropped. Like I was just like, okay. <laughs> We're talking about the sex in the morning line. If you guys don't know, it was a great line. My Twitter started blowing up too. I was like, good God. (laughs) Just all of a sudden he's like, Mr. Tell all it's very funny. Now he's going to be like, he's going to like write a book for other men and be like, this is how you do it. This is how you get your wife (laughs) pregnant. (laughs) <laughs> that's what he thinks. That, that's what he thinks with everything. He thinks he is like the master of it all. He's like, oh, I'm just out here just shooting pucks on the net. I'm like, oh, calm down. Relax. It was just so funny, though, how he said it. Like, he was like, I'm a simple man. And then he said two, like, really simple things and did something extremely complex. Like, it was hilarious. He's a complicated man, as we've learned over the years. <laughs> yeah, complex is the way to put it. Um, have you guys had the conversation about posting pictures of your baby on social media. Where do you guys stand on that? I'll say it this way. I'm not going to straight up, like I'm okay with the back of them and things like that. That's a human person, even though it's an adorable baby, that's not my choice to share it. So if, uh, you know, the kid turns, you know, of some certain age where I feel like it's appropriate for them to say like, Hey, I want to be on social media that's different. But like, I mean, as me as a baby, I don't think I would have wanted to be on social media. My brother, on the other hand, might have. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Where I probably would have as a kid, my brother would have said no, but it is, it's such an interesting thing because I think like the world that we're living in now where everyone constantly has phones in their faces and cameras in their faces. Like I just, I kind of wonder what like the long, long-term effects of that are going to have on people moving forward. I don't think anyone really knows, but like, even just like, you know, you see people put like a filter over their kid's face. Like that's got to fuck with you. Right. (laughs) Yes. I see that a lot. Social media can just be so gnarly. I mean, shit, last night you texted me of that one crazy person that was like, (laughs) they just go off and say, like, they say mean things to me. So I can't imagine if somebody's saying mean things about my kid, I will show up to your house. Oh man. I'll be there and we'll fight on your front lawn. No, I'm waiting for somebody to say something mean about Yeti. Oh, how could anybody? He's so delicious. (laughs) I have a real dark side when it comes to my dogs and people and the way that they treat them. So two incidences. One, um, when I lived in Miami, we always call, there there are different brandies. Detroit brandy, Miami brandy, Atlanta brandy, all different people. (laughs) Um, And uh, Miami brandy just would get hot real quick and try to fight anybody like things that I would say were insane. Uh, I don't know how I got on at all in life life there, but, um, you know, Monty and Colby Monty was my chihuahua. Well, he was, he's still alive. He's got one eye and no teeth. It's great. Um, 17 years old, (laughs) but, um, what a guy. Yeah. Um, when they were young, uh, we lived in an apartment in, in Miami, a little high rise and I would have to take them out and, you know, use the bathroom in the common area and come back up. And one day I had taken them out, was taking them back up in the elevator. And this woman got on the elevator with me. And she was at first, she was like, oh, the puppies, they're so cute. Yeah, yeah. So that was fine and everything. And then it turned dark when she said, Monty, she said to me, why is he so fat? And my dog is a chihuahua. I feed him very well. Like I, I'm very, you know, we don't do a lot of treats. I don't know why my dog is fat. He just is. 
So I got mad like that. Like it just happened so snappy. And I just was like, he's got a thyroid problem. What the hell is your excuse? And she was like, Oh, and it, yeah, I didn't have a lot of friends in that building. Um, <laughs> and then, then one time we, when Farrell was a puppy, we took him out, um, in Atlanta, but he was sitting outdoors eating at some restaurant and, um, we mind our own business. We just, we got a nice, well-minded puppy with us coming to the table, minding his own business. This man, and I mean, this man was, was a supersized dude. He was a very big guy. And he says, that ain't no dog. I got a real dog. That's a cat. And I was like, he's a puppy, mother effer. Like, what, what is your problem? Why are you talking so no loud respect. that I can hear you? Yeah, like, would you, do you want to fight about my, about my puppy? <laughs> Fine, we can, sure. I have no time for things like that either. We, so our house backs onto a golf course and we'll take the dogs out there in the evening when the golfers are gone, we'll like throw a ball around, whatever. And this one chick, she's always taking like laps around. She's like a full blown Karen. <laughs> she's just rotten. And she's always walking around with her Weimariner. And she has like spread the word to everybody else that comes in the park that, that blue is vicious. Like, Bitch, oh. when? What are you talking about? Like, he growls if you come, like, take his toy, but he's not going to bite you. Right. So Aww. anyways, her, her and I have, like, fully gotten into it one time. And I did tell one of my other neighbors to F off uh, because she was like, your dog's not on a leash. And I was like a couple cocktails in. I was like, bitch, get in your house. <laughs> You're like, come, fine. come put him on a leash. Come do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, come and do it. I beg of you. Yeah. Don't mess with dogs. Don't mess with our children or we will come find you. You've been warned. This is how fights go with me. And it's, it's absurd because you, you know me as a normal, well, even keel person. But if you step to me, it's quick. Oh, I've seen you get mad. I've seen you mad. Yeah. It's, it's quick. Like I tried to fight. a. No, I actually, I didn't. I, in all honesty, I really didn't want to fight, but I said it. So I was there, but, but it was on Christmas Eve. We do a, a game. Me and Cody do this game every year where we go out Christmas Eve, we get a hundred dollars. And then we have all these words, five words each that are related to Christmas. You got to get gifts that fall into line with those words, but you can't go over the hundred dollars. Oh, like yeah. It's, it's so fun usually, but you know, Christmas and COVID <laughs> and you're pregnant. Well, so I, I went into Spencer gifts and they had up on this high shelf something that went with one of my gifts. I'm like, Oh, it's perfect. I'm going to get it, but I can't reach it. And you know, I'm pregnant, so I'm not going to climb. And so I, I get a lady to come help me as she comes to help me. This other lady, her mask is down under her nose. So the lady who's helping me says to mask lady, Hey, I need you to put the mask up over your nose to which this lady goes, are you talking to me? And she's like, yes. And she goes, I know you're not talking to me because my mask was up. No, it wasn't. You just pulled it up and you're just being difficult. But whatever, it's fine. So then she's standing right in the way of where we're trying to go. So I said, I, well, I kind of like moved around her. I didn't say excuse me, okay? <laughs> I just kind of like maneuvered around her. <laughs> and uh, she was like, excuse me, I'm going this way. And I was like, I'm going this way too. You're in my way. And she was like, I don't know why you people have to be so effing rude. To which then I got in her face and I said, do you want to fight a pregnant woman on Christmas Eve? Let's do it. I'm ready. <laughs> and she just looked at me like, what an idiot. <laughs> so that was what I was doing in my, I still got all my presents in time because it's a one hour time limit and it was fine. Damn right you did. It was fine. Miami Brandy used to get in arguments. What was Detroit Brandy like? Cusses a lot. Hell yeah. I could put together strings of profanity that will make you blush. But that's only in Detroit. I don't really do that now. 
But when I was in Detroit, it was like, <laughs> I can say everything together and it makes sense and it'll make you ashamed. What was it like growing up in Detroit? Like, or you grew up just outside Detroit, right? Is it closer to Ann Arbor? Like halfway okay. in between. So yeah, I grew up, I grew up in, um, Inkster, Michigan, which is like one of those towns that when my parents bought the house, it was like, it's either going to go good or bad. It was a, it was a, you know, a black community that wanted to be good, but what happened was <laughs> bad things started happening. So it just turned bad. Um, and like, I mean, we got broken into a lot. Um, I couldn't play outside. So my parents sent me to a Christian private school because they didn't want me and my brother going to, you know, this, this, uh, school where like literally people bringing guns to school all the time. So <laughs> that's kind of why I have like a two person personality. Like I can turn on professional me, but I am from the hood. So like <laughs> it's there. Well, it's like a survival tactic. You have to have both. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's always going to be there and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think, but um, yeah, that, that's, that's the two, two sides of the coin with me. That's why there is a Detroit brandy. When did you move to Miami? I moved to Miami after I graduated. So I went to University of Michigan for my bachelor's. That was a bummer, <laughs> which sounds bad. You have, a, you have, a, you have a, a broadcasting degree? Yeah. So, well, so I went to Michigan for communications because they didn't have journalism. Um, they don't have a journalism program, which is super weird. Uh, but um, after that, like after I graduated, I did news in Michigan. It was terrible. <laughs> but I think everybody's first news job is really terrible because you have to get in somewhere. And it was absolutely horrible. Um, I had to drive to Flint, which was like an hour and a half, like every day to go do that. And I made like minimum wage. The lady that was the news producer hated me because I got the job because I knew another news anchor in Detroit. That was really cool. And he said, you guys need to hire her. So she didn't like me. Um, <laughs> and then I nannied actually on the days off so I could just pay my rent because I wasn't making any money. So I worked seven days a week, never slept. It was pretty terrible. And then that's when I decided, I think I, I hate news. It's not for me. And I was like, I'm going to move to Miami and um, I'm just going to be a model and a muse. <laughs> and it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I'm right. Um, and it, it actually was really great. It, it, uh, it was hard. I moved with, you know, all my savings and everything and spent all of it very quickly. But then I just started working. That's where I worked um, for the Princeton Review. I was director of marketing there for like three years. So when people say that I have no experience in what I do, F them, blog about me. Why don't you? And when you do your blog, write the, write the facts. I have the work experience. Um, but yeah, and I modeled and everything while I was doing that. And um, I went to University of Miami for broadcast journalism um, for whatever reason, because I had just said I hated news. So why I wanted to go get right back into it, I don't know. But it just seemed like it would be, you know. I mean, there's other facets. There's other arms to that. But I feel like people just instantly think of it being news. Yeah. They think of it being like very straight laced and boring, but it does not have to be that by any means. No, no. Yeah. Like my, my goal was to do entertainment news. And then, you know, I ended up getting called by WWE and switching, moving to Tampa and then turning my life into wrestling. And I've been in wrestling ever since, which is absolutely nuts. Oral Sessions is proud to be presented by FanDuel. You guys never played FanDuel Fantasy before? Great. FanDuel is offering up to a $500 bonus instantly when you make your first deposit with our 20% deposit match. Uh, why do I play FanDuel? I play FanDuel because I'm new to the fantasy game. I kind of need somebody to hold my hand through the whole process. And the thing with the FanDuel Fantasy app is that it's so incredibly easy to use. 
even a dumb dumb like me can make it work. And if you happen to be a fence sitter like yours truly, you guys can pick a new team every single game. You can switch it up. You can change your mind. It's all up to you. Ball is in your court. So FanDuel is offering new users a deposit match of up to 500 smackaroos when you make your first deposit. Just go to FanDuel.com slash cowherd for more info. FanDuel.com slash cowherd. FanDuel, more ways to win. How did that call go down with WWE? You you went down for a tryout or did you do like a diva search at that point? How did you get in there? It's super weird. So they uh, reached out. Actually, John Laurinaitis reached out to my agent at the time. Um, hey, uh, Brandy, uh, we got an opportunity for you. <laughs> it was so it was so crazy. That was yeah. my Johnny Ace, everybody. It was a good Johnny. <laughs> I, I like it. Um, but yeah, no, they, they, uh, just reached out and, and she was just kind of like, would you be interested in doing this? And I was like, is there any money in it? Or like, cause I mean, I'm trying to do something else. <laughs> so I'm trying, that's why I went for this master's. I'm trying to, you know, make more money. And, um, she was like, yeah, you know, it's great. And you should look into it. So I remember I watched SmackDown that night and there was a young Cody Rhodes on there with no knee pads and <laughs> he was dashing. Um, I remember seeing him on that and being like, huh that guy looks good. But, um, yeah, I was like, okay, after watching it. Yeah. What, wait, what version of, what version of Cody Rhodes would that have been back then? Dashing. He was dashing Cody Rhodes then. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So got it. This is before the plastic. Before the plastic. Mask. Yep. Cause the, the plastic was when we started dating. Um, which was so fun, but, <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, they called, I, I watched it and I said, okay, I'm interested because you know, I saw the women and they had, you know, their cool stuff going on and there was nothing, you know, weird or, you know, I guess, uh, sexist about it. Attitude era ish. Yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, uh, I went then at Miami, they had, um, survivor series and they invited me to come and I went backstage and I met Johnny and met really everybody and everybody was really nice and really cool. Cody didn't even look at me in the hallway. I was sad. Son of a bitch. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, but I just sat in the crowd with a few other models that they were looking at and we were um, watching the show and it was just amazing. Like I didn't know there was all of this stuff with wrestling, the the pyrotechnics, the crowd knowing all these chants, the, you know, just the cool shit people were able to do in the ring and everything. And I was just like, wow, this is, this is what I think I'm missing. And, uh, I, I specifically remember trying to sabotage other girls too, that I came with beat it, bitch back of the line. Yeah. So one girl, she said to me, she goes, she was from like Brazil. She was like, do they, do you even make any money? I was like, Oh no, I don't think you make any money doing this. (laughs) And then I went right to the back to Johnny and I was like, sign me up. I want to do this now. (laughs) So yeah, that's so fun. Did any of those other girls make it in beyond watching with you? No, I just don't think it was for them. You know, I, it didn't, didn't really excite them. So you agree to going. And then what did you, where did you, where did you move to from there? Did you do OVW or anything? I did FCW in Tampa. So moved to Tampa, started training, was great. I had Norman Smiley, Dusty. Um, it was a, a really, really good group of coaches. Um, not a lot of girls were there at the time. It was Trinity and AJ, Oksana, Celeste, um, Sue Young. So that, that was pretty much it. It was like a small group and they were super fun and good group. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I was learning with them. And then I got called up 
on the road because somebody did some kind of research and figured out that I was a broadcaster and they needed a, a I guess they had just let go of a ring announcer and they needed a new female ring announcer. So I went up and announced and everybody was like, cool, come back next week. And then I just kept announcing. <laughs> and then they told me I couldn't train because they were like, you're going to get hurt training and we need you as an announcer. And it just dragged on for so many years <laughs> of, of announcing. For years. Yeah. For years. That's how that happened. Wow. I had no idea that that's like kind of how that went down. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I think people think that I was always supposed to be an announcer and then like strong armed myself into being a wrestler, but that's just backwards. I was supposed to be a wrestler and I just fought for getting back to that. Yeah. It's crazy to think of like that journey of you, you know, kind of being pigeonholed into doing announcing, never really loving that. And then falling into your whole life post WWE. I mean, doing everything with AEW, taking on that chief brand officer position. Um, and for people that just don't understand that and they just see you as one thing, I mean, that's gotta be so frustrating it's frustrating, but also exciting to kind of like recreate yourself and continue to prove yourself. And I think that's something you've done really phenomenally is just continuing to, to prove yourself to people and getting in there and, you know, never just like staying knocked down. It's like having more matches, getting in the ring, uh, whatever the million things I'm sure you're doing behind the scenes, but it's, it's impressive to see. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, it's, it's, um, it's just one of those things that I'm, I'm never going to just take lying down that I don't deserve to do this because originally I was doing something else or I don't deserve to do it because uh, of who my husband is. I can't control those things. You know, I, I think I deserve as much of a chance as anyone else. And um, I think it's really easy for people to say, well, you know, she doesn't work hard and stuff. Well, I didn't break my collarbone taking it easy. So, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know what, how else to, to, you know, work any harder, but, um, it, it's, it's great though, too, because it, it's really rewarding. Like as soon as this happened, um, I feel like a true test is if, if you miss something like immediately and man, uh, I've never been so bittersweet about something because, you know, when I, when I, um, found out that I was pregnant, I actually was talking to, uh, Ricky Starks about this the other day because we were supposed to have, we were building to a match. Um, I had just had the singles match with Anna Jay and that everybody was like, that is a really great match. And we thought that they were both going to suck. It was great. Yeah. But, so we were yeah. just like, no, we don't suck guys. Like we, we're working hard. We know what we're doing. <laughs> uh -huh. So they were supposed to have a tag match um, with me and Red Velvet against uh, Tay and Anna. Tay J as everybody likes to call it. So cards stacked against me and Velvet on this one. But um, <laughs> we were really looking forward to it and really exciting. And um, we were going to plan some aspects of that match. So I was meeting Ricky at uh, the nightmare factory and it was that morning that I found out that I was pregnant and I was like, well, I can't just not go to the nightmare factory, but at the same time I got to stop doing stuff. You can't take a bump. It was really crazy. My doctor even said you should finish what you're doing. Um, it's not going to hurt you. Like I was so, so minusculely pregnant <laughs> that it was two, two of my doctors, both of them said it's fine. And I, I was like, do you really know what I do though? And like, they're like, yeah, because they follow, you know what I do. They're like, yeah, you're absolutely fine. And I was like, you know what? I could never live with it if something happened. And I knew this. So I was like, God, I got to get out of this. So I, I remember I went to the training and, uh, just kind of stood around, stretched and <laughs> walked through things. Didn't want to really do anything. And everybody could be like, do you want to try that? No, I'm good. 
I got it. I got it. I'm good. And then, um, I was like, gosh, well, we, we have this, you know, um, match coming up like in a week. So how do I get out of that? So then I just started after like my knee was hurting, <laughs> which was great. Cause, cause I was wearing heels all the time, but then saying like, Oh, my knees, my knees messed up. Um, and that's how that promo came about with Jade. I wasn't going to do anything with that. I hate when I spill over into multiple stories, but it happens a lot because like you start something and then they figure out, well, the logical person to bring into here is Brandy or the logical person is Cody or the girls will pitch something with me and not knowing that I'm already doing something else. And so I was like, ah, crap. Well, I just don't want to like get into two things. Like that was supposed to happen and end that. And then this new thing was going to happen with Jade and everybody, but I wasn't supposed to do that promo that night. But then I was like, ah, I can't wrestle. So Tony said, well, yeah, I want you to, to have an interaction there and have this promo. So I said, okay. And he was like, you ever seen Curb Your Enthusiasm where Vivica Fox is, uh, you know, with um, Larry and uh, Susie comes up, opens the door and Susie's always cursing at Larry and acting crazy. And then Vivica takes the door and curses her out and slams the door in her face. I was like, of course, I love <laughs> Curb Your Enthusiasm. He was like, do that. And I was like, okay, can I like curse and everything? Because that's what you have to do for that. And he's like, yeah. And then I just did it. And it was the funnest thing ever. Like I would love <laughs> to do that again someday. It was like so cathartic. <laughs> um, and so, but also like Jade is a great person to play off of because she, she had not done anything yet, you know? And I was just kind of like saying to her, well, don't get thrown off by me. You know, like, don't like, I'm going to go to a hundred. So don't take anything personally. Or, you know, if you can't look at me, don't look at me, you know, whatever you need to do. She was perfect, man. She was perfect mocking me with the double buys and all that stuff. And I was like, oh, she's great. Yeah. So I'm sad. I'm really. What was your, what was like your reaction to, because I feel like everybody else was like freaking out online. Like, I feel like it was like trending, right? When you came out and just started like going off on Jade, like that was a big moment. Yeah, no, it was great. Cause I, I think nobody's seen that yet. You know, when they've seen character stuff with me, it's always calm. And I curse a lot, you know, Detroit Brandy likes her promos, but I, it's always calm. I never, you know, I never go to a hundred. I'm always at like 60. So I think it surprised a lot of people. And it opened up a conversation about code switching, which I don't think it's a conversation that people should have if they're not black. Like I really don't. Wait, what, what is code switching? I don't know what that is. So code switching is when you take on a certain like voice tone persona for certain groups of people. Got it. The problem with that is when it comes to me, when I'm actually mad, that doesn't exist. That's not real. You've heard me be mad, but you've not, I don't think you've ever heard me hit a hundred. No. Like a hundred is, is high for me. Nothing matters except what I think and what I have to say to you. And that's what I did there in that I didn't know anything she was saying. And that was by design. I didn't want to know her promo. I didn't want to know what she was going to do with Cody. So she comes in this ring. She's an absolute specimen of a human being. She's touching my husband. She said he had a small dick. <laughs> like all these things are happening that I didn't, didn't know were going to happen. So I'm getting amped up. And even people backstage in Gorilla are going, holy shit, Brandy, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I'm not even answering anybody. I'm like, just tell me when I go out. But I knew, I was like, I'm going to cut her ass up. <laughs> like, I'm going to just cut her to the bone. <laughs> like, I'm so glad she's doing this because it makes it easier for me. So yeah, I just went out there like with real anger and real emotion and said a bunch of stuff. 
and they forgot to bleep a lot of it. They were behind because they're not because they're what? not used to me doing that. <laughs> it was great. Oh, it was so funny. Um, but yeah, you can't call somebody up for code switching unless that's actually what they're doing. And I'll, I'll be honest, I have what what I call an announcer voice, which is my professional voice. But that's not even my in-ring persona unless I'm announcing. <laughs> but you know, so when I cut promos and stuff as just Brandy, that's not even that. That's what I would consider code switching. Like if Brandy on the news, total different diction, every word enunciated, just try to get rid of the Midwestern accent, like straight delivery. So I thought it was a little unfair for people who, who've never seen that side of me to coin it that way. But I definitely thought it was really unfair for a white man to say, and I won't say who it was, but it was a, a reporter that said, well, she better talk like that all the time now. And I'm like, who are you? Tell me what I better do ever. Yeah. And like that just kind of comes back to what we were saying before, where it's like people have only been able to see a certain version of you for so long. And as you're changing and you're growing and you know, just to, to, people always just want to put somebody in a box. And that's all that is. People are like, who is this person? I don't know what this is. I don't know how to react to it. That people just want to like have such strong opinions on things and like throw it at you. It's, it's never ending. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's crazy. But I, I really did though. Like I really enjoyed that particular promo. And honestly, I know they put it in the AEW awards. I feel like I've had better promos than that. That one was just fun for people. Like, I feel like when I called Jake Roberts a dirty old man, that was better. That's not what they put in the so, promo. It's so good. Yeah, that's, that's, I love watching it. It just gives people something to chew on. It's so fun. Okay, so chief brand officer, what all does that entail for you? Like, what is it? What does your day-to-day look like? Day-to-day, it's a lot of PR. That's, that's the biggest um, thing that encompasses the role. I have a whole PR team that works with me, and um, we do everything from setting up and, and pitching interviews to um, garnering partnerships is another big part of what I do. Um, so like people are really familiar with Culture City because that was a really big part of year one. But there are a lot of different partnerships that, that we work with, with Special Olympics, with um, State Farm, which is our sponsor, uh, we, with Heels. That's yes. a whole new, new thing that we're doing. So there's a lot of that. Um, and then in, in a small way, I have some marketing efforts, but really... Marketing and merchandising are this, their own category. And that's kind of what Dana does. So like with the, when people want to ask me about the video game, I'm not in the pocket on the video game. Give them Kenny. Kenny will give them all the details. <laughs> well, as much as I wish that I was um, one of the brainchilds on the action figures, because for a while I had my whole thing going with Lil Brand Brand. And that was pretty fun. And it was really fun to see her like turn into a thing because of some stupid stuff I was doing online. But Recently, I've had some conversations about the figures because I was kind of as surprised as a lot of other people that there weren't females rolling out frequently. So I kind of got in there was like, hey, what's, uh, what's, what's going on with the ladies? Um, so people will be glad to know that the ladies are rolling out soon. And um, a lot of the ones that they're looking for are going to roll out soon, which is great. I, I was a little worried. Are we finally going to get the Britt Baker one? Cause she loves to go off on Twitter. She's well, dying to get that action figure. As much as I don't like Britt, I can't blame her because they troll her. 
Jazzwares trolls her on Twitter all the time about the action figure. And I'm like, okay, really though, guys? <laughs> I mean, it's funny, kind of, but it's starting to not be, I'm not in on the joke anymore, you know, because they release all these chase variants of, um, you know, various guys who already have figures. So it starts to get a little, Ugh. but I think we're going to see Brett soon. What are some other things that you want to see in wrestling? I mean, you guys do so many different things um, in AEW and there's so many other changes that are currently happening in other facets of wrestling. But uh, I mean, between you, I mean, you've got heels going. I saw you tweeting the other day. You're like, I don't book the women's division. Everyone get off my back. And did you see how quickly I had to delete that? Did you? Oh, I guess I shouldn't have brought it up then. My husband does not like when I say that he, he doesn't like it. I don't know. I even tell him, I'm like, what? I'm not saying anything wrong or mean spirited. And he's like, yes, but you're <laughs> okay, so we don't have to go there then, but what are some of the things that you want to see um, kind of happen and evolve for you guys in wrestling? I really am looking forward to that third hour popping up. I think we really need it. Um, and, you know, Tony's been very, very forthcoming that it's not going to be an extension of Dynamite. It's going to be something else. But um, we've got so much talent that just, you just can't get into two hours. It's just impossible. I mean, every time, especially now, now that I'm just watching the show, it's over like that, you know, two hours just gone. <laughs> and, you know, you still are missing a lot of stories and things. And so that's why a lot of things happen on dark to try to keep things going. But I think that third hour is really going to be important and it's going to really help a lot of people that casually watch and don't watch dark connect the dots on a lot of things. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I'm, I'm really, it's always exciting to me. I'm, I'm on the entertainment side of sports entertainment. So like, I love when people in entertainment want to do stuff with us. Like I love that Snoop came in and did his little doggy splash. Oh my God. That <laughs> Snoop splash. <laughs> that was incredible. Yes. Yes. I loved it. And he, he loved it too. And then, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what Shaq's going to do because it's been so many years of us hearing about Shaq wanting to get in action in a ring is he going to put his money where his mouth is finally, <laughs> you know, and I wish that I was going to be in that scenario, but, um, it's, I wouldn't want anybody other than red velvet to be in there because she super deserves it. Um, she's very fun. And, uh, as people saw the other week, she's got talent outside of just, you know, being in the ring, she can promo like the rest of them. So I think it's going to be really cool to see that. And yeah, hopefully just more synergy situations continuing to happen. I think, uh, we did a good job the first couple of years here getting on the map and getting interest from different areas of people. So, I mean, even in the Warner media family, we're starting to have a lot of people popping up that really weren't, you know, a few months ago and saying, Hey, we want to do something with um, AEW. So that's the direction, you know, that to, to keep going in. And yeah, so we're excited. We're excited about all that stuff. Yeah, definitely. I think everyone's just excited and waiting to see what's going to happen with you guys. I know everyone seems to be pretty stoked to see what Shaq's going to do. And like you said, we've heard these rumblings of Shaq getting in the ring for some years now. So yeah, it's time for him to like put up or shut up. How do you anticipate that going? I don't like physically, what kind of shape are we looking in for Shaq here? Do you know? He dominated his sport for so long. Sure. So I can't see him trying to phone anything in. Um, I, I would imagine also, you know, having a partner like Jade, who is the Terminator or something, um, <laughs> he's going to have to put up like he really is. Cause I mean, he, he's going to look shameful if he doesn't, I mean, Cody is one of the top wrestlers in the world right now. So if you're going to get in the ring with him, you can't, he's calling him cupcake Cody. You can't make cupcake Cody make you look stupid. 
that that would just be a bad look for for Shaq. So we'll see. I don't know. I am a little worried though. I mean, he is a giant. So <laughs> he's a very very large man. Yeah. Well, we're all looking forward to that. I really appreciate you taking the time to hang out with me and talk all things pregnancy and all things about your career. Um, it's been really fun to to watch this transition for you and. Uh, I mean, now the transition into motherhood. So cool that we'll be doing it a month apart. We'll be uh, dating horror stories. Please have an easy delivery so that I feel like I I can have one too. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed for both of us. Um, All right. I'll let you get back to work. I know you're a busy woman um, and I will. uh, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, Renee. Appreciate you. Big time shout out to Brandy Rhodes for hanging out with me again, just being so honest, so open, just being a gal pal, hanging out, chatting the world of wrestling, juggling, being pregnant and trying to still keep on those business pants. Sister, I feel you on all realms of all of this. Um, Really looking forward to our kids getting to meet. I can't wait when I think of like so many of my girlfriends who just had babies And seeing all these kids when they get to meet once like COVID is over, if and when COVID is over, I can't wait for all this stuff. It's very, very cool. What a time to be alive. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Oral Sessions. We've got plenty more coming your way, plenty more guests, plenty of more interviews, plenty of more hangs. Like, subscribe, follow all things Oral Sessions. We have a YouTube page as well. If you guys want the visual aid to go with what you just heard, See some clips. You can watch the entire interview on YouTube as well. Just search Renee Paquette, P-A-Q-U-E-T-T-E. That's all on YouTube. Subscribe, like, comment. We see it all. Don't think I don't see it. I assure you, I see it all. Also, guys, remember to follow us on all social media for Volume Sports. You guys don't want to miss out on this. There's there's so many great shows that are a part of the Volume Podcast Network, and you guys definitely want to be a part of it. So give us a follow on socials. It's at Volume Sports on Twitter and at The Volume Sports on Instagram. Rate, review, hit that subscribe button wherever you guys listen to your podcasts. See you soon.